I want to welcome everyone on Facebook and everyone who will watch this later. I'm Lynn Hardy with Agape Christian Fellowship. I'm the pastor there. Today in our fellowship meeting, meeting we're going to discuss something that one would think would be right up my alley, but it actually came with quite a bit of pain. We're going to talk about grace and mercy for leaders. We know that the body of Christ is coming into a season of correction, that God is correcting those in leadership, and I'm not excluded from that. I'd learned just how included I was <laughs> this last week. You know, we have a saying, hindsight is 2020. This means that when you look at the past, it's everything is clearly seen. Well, I've noticed that this also applies to when the Holy Spirit is speaking, how he speaks to us. When we are under an attack from Satan and his minions, if we look back, often we can really see when the Holy Spirit was speaking to it, to us, and where we missed it. This is good training. It's good lessons for next time. You know, these small nudges from the Holy Spirit are, are warnings. God is saying, don't go in that direction. You're coming out of my covering. Remember that God is always in the same place, and we're expected to be right here along the path to our destiny. And if we move out of that path of our destiny, then we're outside of God's covering. So we must always remember that we need to be where God is in our life. So those small little warnings from the Holy Spirit are little thorns saying, you're going the wrong direction. You're out of God's covering. Go back. It's time to correct your path. Most often, we just chuck it up to, oh, you know, things are weird, you know, <laughs> or, ah, oh, you know, that means nothing. We, we kind of just push it off. We, we have a tendency just to keep going right ahead in the same direction, right into the hands of where the adversary is. On Wednesday of last week, the revelation came that I was outside of God's correction or his covering, that I was receiving correction. I received this notification <laughs> in a very interesting way. I had a pain in my shoulder, my left shoulder, and I couldn't sleep. You know, you see, I've reached a place in my relationship with God where if, if something comes to afflict my body, my mind, my emotions, I know that I've left God's covering. I know that I'm out of alignment and I need to run back to him. And so when I tossed and turned all night long, I knew my defender, my Lord, was not there. I'd walked away. So Psalm 7, verse 10 in the Amplified Version says, My defense, my shield depends upon God, who saves the upright in heart. Our Lord is our defender. Our God is our protector. But when we don't listen and when we don't realize even sometimes the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, we can wind up in a whole different place where God is not and his protection isn't there either. So that next morning after tossing and turning all night in pain, I called upon a team member at Agape 
who prayed with me. And I confessed and repented everything I could think of that I might have possibly done wrong. This repentance brought a small amount of relief, but really no breakthrough. We discussed a dream I had the night before. I'm not going to give it to you in its entirety. Um, it was basically a dream about uh, going to rescue and save um, some characters from the Harry Potter movie. It, that means that people in witchcraft. And I went back for a second person. And because I went back for that second person, um, I missed the timing God had for me. I was crossing a bridge and when a wave came, I had to scramble to the top and hold on for dear life. I hadn't managed to get to where I needed to be for safety. So God was showing me that, that I had done something that may cause me to not fully walk into my destiny. Now, I ought to be in the right place to be in his protection. Now, when the team member was praying for me, I also saw this vision of walking on a balance beam and there was a mountain ahead and the, you know, the mountain is the mountain of your destiny. And I fell off the balance beam and I was hanging by that left arm, the arm that was hurt. So this told me that I had kind of come off the narrow path towards my destiny. And because of that, I was in pain. I really didn't know much more than that at that time. I had no idea how to apply these things to my life. I don't know about you, but have you been in that situation where you get some information, but you're like, now what do I do with that? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what to confess or repent for. I don't know where I've gone wrong. So after that, and after last Thursday's meeting, I went into the courts for charges. Well, I didn't go into the courts for charges. I, I had intercession with the team. How many of you have had intercession with the Agape team? You go in for intercession, you don't know what's going to happen. I thought I'd probably go in for charges, but everyone got a firm no. Do not enter the courts at this time. Hmm, interesting. All, I, all we had were a couple of words from the Lord. My grace is sufficient. Healing will take time. It's about balance. Well, that didn't really help. <laughs> okay, how many of you have been there? <laughs> you receive these great words and you're like, but I was in intense pain. You know, they give you that scale from zero to 10 and 10 being the worst pain ever. Most, most of the time they say it's labor, you know, having a baby. Um, my pain level, whenever I would move, was at a nine. It seriously felt like the time I broke my ankle, it was so intense. It was not fun at all. I had to stay perfectly still in one position with my arm propped up just right in order to be pain-free. So after that nice visit with our agape team, <laughs> that night, the pain intensified. It didn't get better, it got worse. <laughs> I went to the emergency room at the hospital. I was in so much pain, I just wanted something to make it stop. The diagnosis was either a torn rotator cuff or a shoulder sprain. They gave me some medicine so I could sleep. See, this escalation in the attack made it clear that there was an open door for the enemy to attack me. I needed to get it closed and fast. 
So I canceled all my meetings for the next day, except for the ones I really needed to take, people who needed help and had been waiting a long time. So I had a couple of meetings, but I canceled everything else. I spent that next morning crying out to the Lord. You know, I couldn't do much more than lay on the bed and cry. Several things came to mind. Um, a couple of articles were uploaded to the blog that day, the day of the shoulder pain. And we went to the courts the following day on Thursday, not Wednesday. And then one article had actually been made into a class, but when I checked, that class had never been made. I made it all, all the information, but it never got posted. And I couldn't find out, figure out why. Well, I've come to realize that when God is not in the mix and when things don't really flow smoothly, it's because he's not helping. It's something where he is not. You see, the topics of those articles were good. The information was right. It was, it was God's information. However, it was not focused on the courts of heaven or the secret place. That is what the Courts of Heaven Academy is about. It's everything you need to operate in the courts so that you can visit the secret place with the Lord. So I immediately unpublished them. I asked God for mercy. Nothing got any better. I repented, but didn't, nothing changed. About this time, after my meetings that night, I the pain was so bad. I was waiting to take the really bad pain pills at night. I don't like taking that kind of medicine. So I spent time in prayer and I was literally crying, literally crying, tears streaming, saying, Lord, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this moment. This is why this is about ministry leaders. You see, over the last few years, I've taken my place as a leader in God's ministries. And I know there's many other leaders out there in the same position. On my bed with tears streaming, I cried, have I not dedicated my whole life working for you? I have dedicated every moment of time to helping others connect with you. Have I not shown that I'm willing to accept correction? I said, just show me, show me what's blocking me from receiving your mercy. Why? Why is this happening? Oh, so a thought entered my mind. It's one of those thoughts that you know are not yours. They're from the Holy Spirit, from the Lord. And he said, have you given my leaders mercy? As you have sown, so you are reaping. You know, instantly I knew what was going on. It pierced my heart. You see, I had just cried out those words. And for the first time, I understood, truly understood how the leaders would be feeling who were coming under correction from God. Up until that point, I, I had never been there. But now, now I fully comprehended how they would feel at that moment. And I realized that there are some leaders for God in my family. I'm not, not sure if you're aware, but there are a total of five people in my immediate family, mother, father, brother, sisters, that are pastors. <laughs> I'm just one of five. <laughs> not one of them have accepted the revelation of the courts of heaven. 
You remember I was raised word of faith. Some don't even accept that Agape Christian Fellowship is a church because it's online. So when we have people in our life, it's those people that we are connected to, our family, our friends, those people often that we have the hardest time really with our heart, heart mercy, having that for them. You see, recently, those family members have come under an attack. Two of them were diagnosed with cancer. And even though I said the right words of mercy, even though I said the right things inside, my heart was hard. You know, I, I it, it was. So I, at that moment, had to confess for that. for not having the compassion, not having God's love, not seeing them the way God did and his mercy. If I'm really truthful, in some ways it went beyond my family. Until that moment, until that moment when I cried out in pain and heard those words in response, I really didn't understand how someone who was really devoted to God and hearing from the Holy Spirit how, how, how they could wind up so far from his ways. I didn't get it. It didn't occur to me how much they truly loved God, how hard they had worked, how, how much time they had devoted, how they were really trying to please him. You see, I only saw the mistakes they were making. Now I had a new perspective. Looking back, there were many little signs, little clues from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> One of the biggest was this. I sit in the same chair. It's a, it's a reclining chair um, to do my, my messages. I've got a little table and a little lamp, you know, place for my drink. That's where I compose my messages in the comfort of this little reclining chair on my laptop. Well, even after my prior repentance for my other mistakes, <laughs> the cord for that laptop kept coming unplugged. You see, the cord was kind of wrapped around the footstool and I'd pop up the foot and, and it would just unplug for no reason. And it kept happening over, over and over. It was very frustrating to have to fish out that cord. Now, since, you know, <laughs> since I can look back, a torn rotator cuff comes from overextending your reach, from reaching out to grab something you shouldn't. And here, that cord, the electrical power, the Holy Spirit, God's anointing, his wisdom, it was, it was reaching out past where it should to the footstool. And because of that, the laptop was becoming unplugged. You see the relationship there? Hmm, maybe I should have sought the Lord sooner. And then I wouldn't have wound up so far away and in so much pain. If I had continued on this path for many years, how far would I have been from God's ways? My intentions were good. The information was sound, but it wasn't for me to give in the academy. It wasn't God's path for me. In Acts 16, 
verses six and seven. This is the American King James Version. It says, now when they had gone through, ah, fear gift? I have no idea. P-H-Y-G-I-A, the region of Galatia, and were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. So they had gone through one part and they were forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Then they went to Messiah instead, M-Y-S-I-A. So, so in other words, the Holy Spirit forbid them to preach the word in a certain area. He told them to go in a different direction and they did. If they had not listened to the Holy Spirit and went on and pushed on to, Assyria, uh, to Asia to preach, I'm pretty sure there would have been some not good reception there. They might have even lost their lives. You see, that was what was happening to me. I had received small nudges. I'd received dreams. And I didn't fully understand what the Holy Spirit was saying. I didn't take time to meditate on it, to ask. There are many places we can go, but God has the right and perfect path for us. We have to stay on that path if we want to be under God's covering, under his protection. A long time ago, the, God told me the purpose of Agape Christian Fellowship is to help you connect with the Lord in the secret place. That is the purpose. Now, in order to do this, we must clear out the attacks of the enemy. That's often done in the courts of heaven. You see, the courts of heaven were supposed to be only one little stop along the way. We, the courts of heaven and the things that we teach in the academy can remove blockages to the spirit realm so that you can visit the Lord in the secret place. And finally, you see, if I had spent too much time focusing on this other, I wouldn't get to this final step, which is helping you to walk the roadmap to heaven. That's the name of the book, the free one, Roadmap to Heaven. It's the guide to the secret place. We're supposed to start that course in the academy, and I've been putting it off and putting it off. And so Lord's like, hey, you're getting too far off the track. You need to go back to where I had you to be. So once we are able to receive from the Lord, once the enemy's moved out of the way, then the Lord can take you to the secret place. He can move you in there with him. And through the Holy Spirit, he can show you all you need to know. He can give you all the information about anything else you need to be aware of. The new articles and that class I had tried to create were focused on what the enemy was doing, what, where leaders had gone wrong, not on your walk with God, not on helping you connect with him. That's why it was wrong. You don't really need a class focused on demons. The Lord will reveal that to you in time when you're ready. You don't really need a name for all the mistakes people are making out there. The Holy Spirit will guide your heart. He'll show you what's right and wrong. If I'd continued in that direction, two things would have occurred. The revelation would have been hard for some to accept. See, that was in that dream I had. After freeing the second person, the people at the school didn't want to accept his testimony. So in other words, even though what I was saying would help free people, most people would deny it. It would be a stumbling block for them. They weren't ready yet to accept it. Also, then it would have had delayed the progress towards my destiny. What God has created me to do. You know, God's grace is truly sufficient. 
It would have been so easy to continue down that wrong path with the best of intentions. If it wasn't for that extreme pain that got me going in the right direction, I would never have done what I did. I removed those stumbling blocks. I took them down. My heart has been softened for those who are coming into correction, God's leaders. I would love to tell you that the moment I took those things down, I confessed and I repented that all the pain disappeared. Once my heart had softened, immediately things got better, but it didn't. <laughs> it lessened fractionally, no, only maybe a little tiny bit. See, the Bible is clear. The Lord spoke the words. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap. That's Galatians 6, verse 7. I had sown seeds, not extending mercy in my heart. For that reason, I was not receiving God's mercy. I just didn't sit down and cry and let it all go and, oh, your grace is sufficient. It'll come when it comes. I'm just going to say the right things. No, I took action. I prayed for each person I felt unmerciful towards. I interceded for them for mercy with the right heart now. Now my heart was in it. <laughs> I confessed that I had not truly forgiven those who had rejected me in my calling. And I asked God to bless them. You see, that's what repentance means. You don't only say, I'm sorry and confess that you were wrong, but then you have to go back the other direction. I had to go back and get it right. And that is what I did. So let's go over again the signs of an attack. So you can know if you are under an attack, what may be the cause. When I didn't give grace and mercy to other leaders, other people were not giving it to me. Over the last few months, we have received more emails with complaints or corrections than any of the three years preceding them. This means that I wasn't receiving any grace. It, the Holy Spirit wasn't having them skip over those things or they didn't really matter. Instead, everyone felt the need to really correct me harshly on everything. Hmm. Wow. If you are in that situation, consider about whether or not you've not extended mercy and grace where you should. From now on, I know if my work is constantly being challenged harshly, it's because God's grace has been lifted. The Holy Spirit no longer has my back, so to speak. He's not easing those rough places for people. Also, you need to know that when a leader, a leader, every, every leader has, a, has what they call a mantle. A mantle is um, an equipping by God. It's seen in the spirit realm as, a, as some sort of cloak usually around your shoulders. And this mantle, this equipping, anointing, empowering by God, it shields all those who are under them, all those who are calling them pastor. It keeps the harshest attacks of the enemy at bay and, and shelters them. So, and it allows the Holy Spirit to move in their life with wisdom. When a leader is out of alignment with God, it can open a door to all those who are underneath them to be tested. Now, your walk with God is your own. That spirit cannot gain a place in your life unless you give it to it. It just allows you to be 
tested. It allows them to come and try and get a place. Being connected to a leader with many open doors just means that there's less shelter. It may give the enemy permission to come knock on your door. There may not be a lot of easing in your life, a lot of ease as you go forward. But you will still have opened a door if that enemy is really troubling you. That means you have to look at your life and see if you made the same mistakes I've made. In one of the two meetings I kept on, on Friday, the Holy Spirit had me speak about what was happening in my life to the person because the Lord said it would help them. <laughs> and sure enough, someone else spoke up and they said that they had been having very unmerciful thoughts towards me about small mistakes and typos they encountered in my work. And they got a nudge from the Holy Spirit the day that I repented to repent for that. The Holy Spirit started moving in and urging them to repent for not being merciful. This was when I knew that God would use us as a class in the academy, that he would turn my mistake into a life lesson. Because if we want to receive grace and mercy in the courts of heaven, if we want to remain in God's place of grace and mercy, we have to be willing to give it to others. Again, if you've had a hard heart towards a leader for mistakes they've made, ask God to help you forgive them and grant them grace and mercy. There are two areas of leadership that you want to strongly consider if you're a woman, the husband in your home is your spiritual leader. He's the leader of the household. Have you afforded him the grace and mercy that you give to everyone else? And even more so because you're to honor him. Also, you, um, you, have a, you have a authority figure often in a work environment. So your boss is the authority in your life. He is the leader in some ways, leader <laughs> loosely have you given them the grace and mercy you want to receive in that work atmosphere? Two very strong places we need to consider grace and mercy. When you learn that somebody is continuing on a wrong path, especially a leader, pray and ask God to grant them wisdom, to grant them mercy, to speak loudly to them. This is the way the body will come str become stronger, not by attacking each other and pointing out their faults to everyone we know. So what happens to a ministry when the leader is out of commission? I was down not only Friday, but the rest of this week, I didn't take appointments. Um, an agape team member was very concerned about this. She knew the full extent of the injury, the one who had prayed with me. And the pain at this point was so fierce, there was no telling how long I'd be unavailable. During her prayer time, she received this vision. It was a beautiful wine goblet. You know, the, a goblet is the big one that holds the red wine. It had a very unique stem and red wine filled the stem as well. Then the scene switched and there was a wine vat with the, spat, with the spout turned on. 
she kept pressing a button to turn it off and it didn't work because it was broken. <laughs> As the team member went out on her afternoon walk, the Holy Spirit showed her what this meant. The goblet is agape Christian fellowship. It has a strong foundation because it's filled with the covenant of the Lord, which brings his presence. We even have a foundations class at the academy. Now the vat, the big wine thing is the Lord. And the wine is his presence, which flows into our life, flows through this ministry into each and every class. You see, even though the agape leader, me, <laughs> was out of commission, that's the broken button, he was still pouring his presence into this ministry because of the strong foundation. Agape was created because the Lord told us to do it. We listened to him. We received correction when we were off the path. It is good and rightly made. The church is bigger than any one individual, even its leader even me. One person being out of commission doesn't keep him from working through what he has built. Because of the solid foundation, the Lord will continue to pour his presence into what he's established. You know, this revelation was super important to me because in a dream the Lord sent, it showed that part of my destiny, I would be called to step away from agape for a short time, for a season, and this lets me know that when that happens, you guys are going to be okay. So eventually, the Lord will call me into a duty that I must fulfill. But don't worry. His presence is here. He is here. He's going to flow smoothly without me. Okay. Receiving breakthrough. How did I finally receive breakthrough? You saw me early in this meeting. I can raise my arm. I can do all this stuff, right? Yay. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Okay. I did eventually receive breakthrough. It began on Sunday. Sunday, I spent time in prayer. I was determined. I couldn't do anything else. I literally could do nothing but sit in one position and or lay specifically propped up with, with pillows in one position. So I decided that I would seek the Lord. I didn't care how difficult it was to focus on him in the secret place. He said to visit him every day and I was gonna do it even when I was in pain. <laughs> this, this was quite hard to do. When every twitch brings you a tremendous amount of pain, it was a little hard. It took a lot longer than it normally did, but eventually I did enter into the secret place. When I did, I was at the feet of the Lord, just resting, just resting in him and saying, Lord, I said to him, you know the destiny for which you've created me. You know I will do anything you want. I trust your grace is sufficient. You will heal me in your time and in time to accomplish all I need for you. So until you heal me, I am just going to read the word extra much. I'm just going to spend time in your presence. I'm going to trust you got everything in hand. Agape is in good hands. Everything will be as you determine it to be. That next morning, I woke with 50% more mobility. Let's get this straight. Not 50% less pain. I maybe had 10, 20% less pain, 
but I could move it. I could now for the first time raise my arm like that. Well, actually I couldn't do that. I could just raise my arm up and down like this. I'm like, oh, look, I can move my hand up and down without shrieking in pain. Yay. Okay, that was Monday. With no appointments or meetings, I spent more time entering into the secret place. I read the word of God out loud and something amazing happened. I have to share this with you. It's not in the article. Um, when I started reading the Psalms out loud, I'm like, you know what? I got plenty of time. I don't need to read fast. I'm just going to read the Psalms out loud and worship you. I was on Psalm 30 or 147 and 148, maybe 146. I started on 146. I started, you know, reading them out loud. When I hit the third Psalm, something weird happened. I started singing. I didn't intend to sing. <laughs> I am not that great at singing at all. And all of a sudden, my, I'm like, huh, I'm singing. <laughs> So the Holy Spirit was singing the songs with me. I was singing Psalm, I think, 148. It was wonderful. Um, but it was more like a military marching cadence than <laughs> an actual song. That's okay. The Lord enjoys it all. Okay, so that was Monday. I woke up Tuesday, and now 80% of the pain was gone. I only had a little. The following day, it was just barely a twinge. So I did go to the orthopedic surgeon and um, because the hospital recommended it, my insurance pays for it. So I went to go see them and their diagnosis was that um, possibly one of the muscles for the rotator cuff could have detached from the shoulder blade area. Um, but I didn't accept the diagnosis. She does want me to go in for an MRI, but she had no explanation as to why the pain left. She could not understand why the pain had suddenly left. There was still a little bit, and I didn't quite have full mobility that day. The full mobility didn't come back till the next day. So she's like, well, let's take you in just to make sure. Okay, insurance pays for that too. My husband pays a lot for insurance. I might as well use it. But to God be the glory. We know, she might not understand where the pain relief came from, but we know that it was walking in God's ways. And, that, and this is so important. If you're waiting for a breakthrough in the Courts of Heaven Academy, you can't keep your eyes focused on where you should be. You're finding your destiny, receiving healing. You have to let go of all that. You see, that's when breakthroughs started happening. I started saying, God, you know, you know, you know where I need to be. You can speed up time. You can grant me supernatural favor. You can do all kinds of things. You will get me to my destiny because my heart's willing. I'm willing to be corrected. So I'm just going to, you know, relax. I'm going to lean on you and know in time it'll happen. Until then, your grace is sufficient. This is what it means to be at the throne of grace and mercy. Notice I didn't just sit there and say, oh, your grace is sufficient. I'm going to watch TV 18 hours a day. No, <laughs> I spent time in doing what I could. I would read the word out loud, feeding my spirit. I would, especially the healing scriptures, um, declaring that God is able. I would praise him and worship him. And I remain steadfast in the fact that your grace is sufficient. That is why I'm sharing this with you. As you're going through the academy, know that you have to give others grace and mercy, especially leaders. Give them 
mercy and grace, know that a lot of them have great hearts, that they have been trying really hard. Secondly, know that God's grace is sufficient. Rest in that. Learn to rest despite it. If I can relax with 90% with a nine out of 10 pain level, <laughs> you can too. Yeah, no, I had a whole ministry, all kinds of appointments, all kinds of meetings waiting on me. And I just went, Lord, I can't do meetings like this. I'm in too much pain. You know, I can't even hardly think straight. So when you, you know, remove the pain, I'll be happy to get back to work. Until then, your grace is sufficient. I trust everything will be okay. That is where we need to be. I hope that speaks to each and every one of you. I hope that helps you on your journey. You know, God is able. His grace is sufficient. Healing will come. But you got to give it over to him. Until I see you again, may God grant you more and more shalom. May you begin to walk the roadmap to heaven. May you begin to see and hear from the Holy Spirit so that you can enter into the secret place. Until then, shalom. I wanted to share with you a testimony that came into Agape early this morning. Um, I read just this morning and I thought, wow, this needs to come with this message. Um, so here we go. I'm going to try and give this uh, brief, I'm going to make it brief testimony. One of our Agape team um, had been cut back several hours at work, um, cut down to 15 hours. And it, since she's a single mom or single, the, the home provider, this was very difficult for her. Um, and unlike normal though, it did not send her into a panic. She decided instead to spend those time, that time off with God, strengthening her spirit and, and learning. Now, one of the classes she went to, being a team member, you could kind of get early access. You get to do the beta testing for our classes. She went to one of the revelation classes. And through it, instead of it sending her into any kind of panic, it actually made her feel very happy. She just really felt joyful at, at being at this point in her life. And she understood things and, and things were good. Um, she just started worshiping God and, and felt so much love. Well, now let's go, she said, fast forward through that night. That night was not very peaceful. As she tried to sleep, she kept getting headaches and she'd rebuke them and command them to leave and plead the blood over them. <laughs> I reminded her she might have looked at the Holy Spirit and asked the Holy Spirit what to do, because I'm pretty sure it was a soul tie. Often soul ties can trouble you when you're sleeping. If you've forgotten to break a soul tie, it can make you very restless um, or bring you know trouble while you're sleeping. Um, so every time this, this would come back to her and she would rebuke it. But eventually, you know, she woke up in the morning and she was still full of joy, just like the night before. So she persevered. She's still learning. <laughs> Um, and that day when she got up and go into, into work, um, turns out that they gave her a, a new position. Her boss had some really complimentary things to say. 
um, said that, what is it about you that everyone wants to steal you? Are you really that good at your job? And so she was asked to work at this new position, a stable 40 hours a week, you know, just what she needed. <laughs> and, and it was just like the perfect job for her. And when she went to talk to somebody about it, one of the first words they said was, God loves you, Melanie. Beautiful. You see, God showed up into her life. She gave that situation over to him. She didn't let it trouble her. She knew God had a plan. She was going to spend the time just focusing and enjoying God's presence. God showed up and he brought her a better and awesome job. He felt, brought her lots of favor at her job. This is so beautiful. This is what I was talking about at the end. Breakthrough didn't come while I was struggling and crying out and trying and, and, re, and doing everything. No, breakthrough came when I released it. And I said, God, you know, you know what I'm going through. You know what you have for me to do. You know, I'm just going to spend more time with you. You know, end of story. So thank you, um, Melanie. Did I get the big parts of that right? You're here today. I just wanted to make it really brief. Did I hit the important parts of that? You did, and I think I know what I did. Um, oh, good. Well, at, at first I wasn't really sure, but listening to your message, I think I might know what I did. In listening to your message today, I think it was because I watched something. Just, it was probably maybe 10 or 11 minutes of someone who... Um, I had broken soul ties with before. And it was such a beautiful testimony, Melanie. And I, and I, the Holy Spirit spoke right away that it was something you watched in soul ties. So I'm glad you confirmed that. I kind of, as soon as you said that, I had the picture of what I watched in my head. <laughs> so, thank you, Holy Spirit. I mean, that's often the effect of soul ties is that it'll trouble us as we lay down. I want to clear something up really quick. Um, it is really great when you send us typos and errors and um, from anything. We really appreciate that because if there's a typo in a class, we want to get it fixed. So don't feel bad about that. It's the, it's more the tone um, that we had been. I had been noticing in certain things, and you know that was that was it was the tone of the correction rather than the correction itself. So I'm always glad to find people who can find those little typos that we miss. We have we have three or four or five people read it before we put it up. However, at times we miss things. So don't feel bad about sending us those typos. If you notice them, somebody else might. It's great. Um, I just pointed it out because of the tone of the corrections. Um, so don't feel bad if you sent us corrections. I don't want that to happen at all. We really do encourage it. Um, I just noticed that there was a little different, you know, flavor to it. And I was like, hmm, wow, that seemed a little harsh. You know, <laughs> and, and Lydia would, would be even like, yeah, boy, are they taking you to task? And I'm like, yeah, that's okay. Well, you know, and, and we just kind of rolled with it. And uh, okay, let's get that fixed. So it was just a little different. Okay, so I hope that helps.